You don't have a better bad idea than this? This is the best bad idea we have, sir. By far. The United States government has just sanctioned your science fiction movie. Thank you, sir. episodes in a row what? Not, a not really but um i mean not really this is the second well, we were the, the, oh we didn't record 12 years of slave on sunday no no this is a this is a week later well we two weeks in a row yeah yeah, yeah. we're gonna hopefully be better we're gonna try it. to keep to more of a consistent schedule so hello and hello. welcome to um top shelf oscar's best picture yes um, for those of you who are just joining us, we're going through the list of all the Oscar winners. Um, from, from the most, most recent to... Wings. Yes. The very first. The very first. 1929, I believe, yes. Wings is. So, whenever Paul McCartney makes an appearance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, that was dumb. Uh, <laughs> So, Lindsay, what movie did we just watch? We watched the 2013 Best Picture nominee, which is the 2012 Best Picture. Yes. Which is very confusing to say, but Mm. anyway. Argo. We watched Argo Argo. this week. Directed by Mr. Benjamin Affleck. Batfleck. Batfleck. Yeah. Benjamin Giza Benjamin Affleck. What's the movie about? Okay, hold on. I gotta get that up and running. I was all prepared. I had the best picture, like nominees and stuff. Oh, all set and ready to go for when we talk about that. Okay, so Argo is based on a true story, based on a book called Master of Disguise by the character that Ben Affleck plays in the film. So, acting under the cover of a Hollywood producer scouting a location for a science fiction film, a CIA agent launches a dangerous operation to rescue six Americans in Tehran during the U.S. hostage crisis in Iran in 1980. I knocked my water bottle over three separate oh, times during that. dear. Anyway. So that would be Tehran in, and Iran. Tehran Iran. and Iran. Iran. And Iran. Iran, yes. Okay. Um, starring Ben Affleck as Tony Mendez. Is who wrote the book. Okay. Tony Mendez is a real person. Most of these, everyone in here is real for yeah. the most part. Um, Brian Cranston, John Goodman, Alan Arkin, Victor Garber, Tate Donovan, Clea Duvall, Scoot McNeary. Scoot. Rory Cochran, Christopher Denham, Carrie Bishay, Kyle Chandler, Chris Messina, the guy who played Danko on Heroes, and Titus Welliver. Yes. Those are all the names you're going to know. And Bob Gunton. And Richard Kind, who you would know from stuff. Bob Gunton's the bad guy from um, Shawshank. Oh, okay. Which, yeah. It's well, not we'll, going to be we'll on this list, it. which is bullshit, man. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, I, yeah, that's like everyone. So anyway, yeah, this this whole movie started out it was because it was a 
they they kind of go in and do it at the beginning of the film. There's like a bunch of things. There was like a U.S. set up a coup to remove one of the you, if you watch Iran the beginning, yeah, leaders. It was still kind of confusing. It's, it's that it's our fault. that part of the world is also very confusing yes. because there's so much going on but as far as politics wise. Basically, this the, is the U.S.'s fault that this happened. Yeah, the whole situation is uh, you the U.S. embassy gets attacked and. There's a whole hostage situation, then that yeah. we have to get them. Which it's the Iranian hostage crisis. Yes. Like we were no, we were born when it happened, but we were tiny children. But mm-hmm. like I even, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, it's yeah, it was kind of it's really awful. But um, essentially, they um, there were six, six, six. Ooh, um, gross. Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> there were six. Um, U.S. Embassy, I guess you could say employees, they were working there and basically they had to get them out. Or being um, just kind of, uh, they stayed at the Canadian, at the Canadian Embassy. With the Yes, they escape. Yeah. Like the U.S. Embassy is overtaken and those six people escaped in the Canadian Embassy and are there for... So around 70, 80 It was days. originally 79 days. I don't know when. Well, that's the last time. Like that's I keep when... thinking Kevin Harkin, which is like yeah. his not real name. No. But Mendez. Mendez. Yeah. Mendez shows up and just like, I'm here to get you out. Right. But that wasn't on day 79. No. That was, that was quite a bit later. Yeah. Um, the people who were in the embassy, the U.S. embassy, were held for 444 days. They were yes. released in 1981. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. So being held over a year, essentially. So I don't think we need to go. I mean, it's history. It's not it like is history. Anything. So there was really not. So Mendez, you know, specializes in the XO. He um, is that. And Fred, one that doesn't know what an XO is, they specialize in getting people out of. Hostage situations. Ho- hostage situations and hot spots and tight spots. This was released so. on October 12th, 2012. Oh. That's... And it's two hours long. Yep. That was good. Um, what I really enjoyed about this movie, and I think it was actually just kind of like the... I guess you could say a lightened sort of bit of the movie, <laughs> is them ma- like producing the fake movie in order to actually bring yes. it in. But then they juxtapose that with yeah. people in the embassy getting taken and yeah. pretend like yeah. they're about to get killed and stuff. But it was really, it was a fun situation. I always, I just felt like it was a fun situation for watching Ben Affleck's character be in a really comfortable situation as a CIA agent. Yes. trying to Trying to set up a movie. Comfortable or uncomfortable? No, it, I guess uncomfortable. Okay. It was it was it was funny to watch him. It's just like he deals with you know hostage situations and very serious subject all the time, mm-hmm. and he seems extremely uncomfortable just dealing with Hollywood press. Right? And stuff yeah. Like that. It's so. an interesting movie from the fact that yeah, it's 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 interesting to see. People in Hollywood making a movie about a fake movie, and it's just—it's a weird. Like, it's a weird juxtaposition, re- on reflection of its own. So she's like, so you want self. us to, especially Alan Arkin is 
Yeah. It's fantastic. And they're just it's like, so you want me to produce a fake movie to get people, you know, to almost make it look like we're producing a real movie just to essentially get people out of Iran. Yeah. It's, great. it's an intense movie. This is the second time we've watched it. We watched mm. it right after it won Best Picture in 2013. And it was really intense the first time we watched mm-hmm. it. Repeat viewing, I think, knowing what happens, it's not... It's not as intense. Um, but <laughs> one? Shut up, no. Half. Maybe a half. half. Okay. Lindsay tried to yawn. Um, <sighs> tried to stop. So, I... I, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot... There's some other movies, at least I've seen, that are a little bit more intense than that. So when I watched it the first time, I I didn't think it was as intense as it could have been. That end scene with the plane and stuff, wasn't that's it? That's a little... That's what I'm talking that's about. That's a little intense. No, yeah, not the whole movie, but like yeah. the ending of the when they're trying to get through the airport and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting on the couch like... <gasps> Well, I mean, no, like, because not knowing what happens. Well, first of all, cinematography-wise, I was really impressed because it almost looks like those movies. Oh, it I almost have a, looks like it's filmed from the 1970s. I have a fun fact about that. Yeah. So I'm going to read it to you because yeah. I wasn't going to do that. But oh no, hold on, this is Scoot McNeary's page, oh. not actually Argo. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I was into the Scoot McNeary. Scoot, I really like Scoot McNeary. He's two for two for Best Picture winners because he was also in Twelve Years a Slave last week. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And fun fact, before I read this fun fact about the movie, his wife in the movie mm-hmm. is also his wife on Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah. Which I thought is funny. Well, I was also going to bring up this point. This was also during the kind of run of movies that John Goodman was in. True. Where it was almost like he was a good luck charm, where either the film was nominated for Best Picture or won Best Picture, right. and he was in it. So, which I've... I found kind of entertaining, but... Okay. In order to make the movie feel like the 1970s, Ben Affleck shot it on regular film, cut the frames in half, and blew those images up 200% to increase their graininess. He also copied camera movements and bustling office scenes from all the president's men for sequences depicting CIA headquarters. For L.A. exteriors, he borrowed from The Killing of a Chinese Bookie from 1976. Huh. That's Just thought that that was interesting. That is interesting. He also actually got to film in the CIA headquarters, which is like you people very rarely, if ever, that is to do. awesome. So he that's a, so that's an actual so that's an actual location. That's not that wasn't like a set or made up. He also made the actors playing the embassy refugees live together for a week in a house dressed with 1979 decor in order to get acquainted and to better understand the time period. Oh, good for that's you, pretty interesting. Ben. And Ben Affleck's a good. Yeah. Good. No, he's he actually is a good director. Oh, Mostly it's, because it's like I find it interesting when actors actually become directors because they actually get a feel for what production is and how things should actually run. So right. it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to actually see people jump in more of that I guess behind the camera. To Not answer so your much. question as to why the Hollywood sign is all decrepit. Yes. It had been, by the late seventies the Hollywood sign had fallen into severe disrepair and in 1978 the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce had had a fundraising campaign which they solicited nine prominent people to give $28,000 each 
one person for each letter for mm-hmm. the restoration. Okay. So, so it was, was being in the, re- it was in the process. But in reality, being... it had been restored by the time the events of this movie took place. Okay. So that's a little well. bit of an anachronism, but it makes it more dramatic. I guess. Ugh. 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 Oh, I need but. to keep my phone because we have to talk about Best Picture. Nominees from that year as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like, yeah, especially with having everything look like the 1970s, including like the Warner Brothers logo yeah. when the movie comes up. Yeah. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. That's a nice I like when movies do that, or nice they hint. like make it kind of like disco, not disco, but they make it yeah. of the era. And stuff well, like especially so it gives you a good insight on what actually goes on and how to actually produce a Hollywood movie, because he's like, you got to get a script, you got to get, you know, you got to get the funds, you got to get money, you got to get recruitment and stuff like that. So yeah. And sometimes you have to do, which I really enjoyed is that like they did press for this movie yeah. and had everybody dress up in costume. Yes, and, and they a, did a read through. And they the did a table and read and yeah. everything. Which is after you you look at that as just like, okay, that's that's a blue Chewbacca. It, and it literally, literally is. Like You're it's literally old. ripping off. Star Wars. And Buck Rogers. And like Buck Rogers. I noticed stuff for like Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers of the 21st century. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, eventually, yeah, like, the whole sausage, hostage situation. Mendez got, um, he got the Intelligence Star, which mm-hmm. is the highest honor that the CIA um, can give out. Yes, and then got it taken away. Yeah, until it was declassified. Right, in 97, 1997. by President Bill Clinton. Yeah. It's at, it's at the end of the movie. Yeah, but... And the makeup artist guy that John Goodman played uh, also died. Got, he got the same award. He died in two thousand and one. Yeah. So before the movie was even made. But yeah, like I think that's super cool. It's just like yeah, you get an award for a fake movie, yeah, including like including, they got the award for getting them out. Yeah. <laughs> for making a fake movie yes. and getting people out, which is an important thing. But it was like I was so funny that like he kept one of the, like the the storyboard stills, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like overall, it's a really good movie. It's well acted. The storytelling is good. It's well directed. The cinematography is good. Mm-hmm. That being said, that being said, let's talk about what else was nominated that year. Now, okay. this is not the year where I'm gonna freak out and yell a bunch. That's no two years from now. Yeah. Although I'm not, oh God. Yeah. Next week's movie, I'm I not at well. We'll talk about that we'll in see. a little bit. Okay. Let's talk. So about that. here is what was nominated: Life of Pi, Argo, Les Misérables, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Silver Linings Playbook, Amore, Django Unchained, Zero Dark Thirty, and Lincoln. Hmm, that's a tough. It, it's a tough one. Yeah. That's a. Some of those you can take right a out. Lot like, of those, Lame like, Miz? Lame, really? I don't know why that nominated, but... And I feel like... And I'm, a, I, more, I, a more I can understand just because of the premise of it. I don't even know what that movie a, was about. A more was essentially about... I I might be getting this wrong, but I... Um, so if anybody wants to clarify... Retired music teachers have spent their lives devoted to their careers and to each other. Their relationship faces the greatest challenge when the wife suffers a debilitating stroke. Yeah. Oh yes. Now I remember this. Do you remember? I remember the older lady who played yeah. the wife was I remember her being there and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I love David O. Russell, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I really like the fighter. 
I really liked American, American Hustle. Hustle. I don't love Silver Linings Playbook. I don't think it's that good of a movie. I thought it was good, but I it's didn't good, think it was... It's good, does it need to be nominated for an Oscar? I mean, that movie is just... Of those three of his yeah. movies, that's probably the least impressive it's one. It's basically an overview of people with mental... Um, I mean, it's good to bring mental illness to the forefront. Mental illness. That's essentially what it was. Is this the year that Jennifer Lawrence won? Yes, this okay. is the year that Jennifer Lawrence won for Silver Lawrence. She was really good in that Playbook. movie, but I don't think the movie as a whole necessarily needs... <sighs> Nominated? Yeah. Um, Django, yes. Django, yes. Zero Dark Thirty, yes. But here's the thing with Django Unchained. Here's the thing with Django Unchained. If Twelve Years a Slave did not win, no, it won the year after. If, oh, yeah, you're you're, you're, you're I'm going sorry. in the wrong. I'm order. going in the other way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The definitely Django Unchained, especially with Christoph Waltz winning. Let's talk about Christoph Waltz winning. Supporting. We talked about this last he's, week at, he's a, when we finished recording. He's a great actor. He, he is does, a great he actor. He does a really good job in that film, but I don't think he actually deserved. It's not as impressive. That's one full one. Yeah. That's not as impressive as his role in Inglorious Bastard, which he won Best Actor for the year which before, he which he should have. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Life of Pi. I didn't see Life of Pi. I saw Life of Pi. I saw Life of Pi. I really thought it was a beautiful film. Um, And especially, like, you don't know whether or not a lot of the stuff, a lot of the material is actually real. Um, And... But best picture worthy? I don't know. It's like, it's... Okay. Like I said in the beginning of when we first started this podcast, um, it's a movie that's, you know... The ones that win are the movies that stick with you. I don't think Life of Pi stuck with me as much. I I haven't seen... The other one that we didn't talk about... Okay, Beasts of the Southern Wild, which I did not see. I've never seen either. And Lincoln, which I also haven't seen. Bicycle. And Lincoln, which I also haven't seen. No. Which makes me sad, because... It's Spielberg and it's, it's Spielberg. Good. There's a bunch and, of really yeah, good people I've in it. Yeah, I've heard it's good. And Daniel Day Lewis as yeah. Lincoln, which yeah. obviously is just mm-hmm. so it's almost a shoe. I want to talk about Zero Dark Thirty versus Argo. So okay, I've never seen Zero Dark Thirty, but I'm gonna I'm and gonna read you the synopsis. I've seen Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, so following the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001. No, that's Django. No, 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 no. It moved while I was oh, reading. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Like, what? <laughs> no, like, that's not Django. I, I'm pretty sure that's a... No, I went... I bumped the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Following the terrorist mm-hmm. attacks of September 11, 2001, Osama bin Laden becomes one of the world's most wanted men on the planet. The worldwide manhunt for the terrorist leader occupies the resources and attention of two U.S. presidential administrations. Ultimately, it is the work of a dedicated female operative played by Jessica Chastain. That proves instrumental in finally locating Bin Laden. In May 2011, Navy SEALs launched a nighttime strike killing Bin Laden in his compound in, I'm not going to try and pronounce that, Pakistan. Okay. So, we look at two films Essentially, from the same year mm-hmm. that both have to do with kind of U.S. involvement yeah. in incidences in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. We've got one... Dealing with the hostage situation. Dealing with the hostage situation where we were not fighting with them in reality because they even talk about it at the end of the movie that yeah. it was peaceful and no one was killed and blah, blah, blah. I mean, a few people it? were killed, but none of the hostages got killed and stuff. 
versus, you know, yeah. 30, 40 years later, yeah. where now we are still kind at, of, at that point in the yeah. game, not in 2012, maybe, but like, um, with the whole, we're, so we're still stressful with the Middle East and it's, it, it's a mess. I wonder if Zero Dark Thirty didn't win because it's too close to home too soon. I would say yes. It's too topical, but why was it nominated it was, then? It is actually a good film. I have, and I'm not arguing that it shouldn't have won, but no, I'm arguing like, that why did I've, Argo win? Because I've over... because I've actually seen the film. It is actually a good example of um, what we do. As far as the U.S. trying to get certain, certain how to handle certain terrorist situations, right? It's a good example of that, and that's what Catherine Bigelow does. As far as from a military standpoint, and we have a film of hers coming up with Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. which again I feel like is a very good. That film is a very good example of what of how the military handles certain situations, what it's actually like on the other side of the world, essentially. Um, I would say here, Jessica Jostain is amazing in that film. Okay. Um, and that's actually one of the, like the kind of glorified moments of of her is his her performance in that film. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess it's like it's just too close. It's, it's it seems it seems too new. Um, but the whole like the whole oh, situation. Hurt Locker... Hurt Locker's different, I okay. feel like. Okay, we'll because talk about it when we get there. Hurt but... Locker's different because you're actually seeing it from a soldier's per- oh, perspective. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Rather than seeing... Um, Zero Dark Thirty is more of a political standpoint. I also and watching want... all of the people in the hand of trying to yeah. f- handle a terrorist I situation. I what if... Zero Dark Thirty, everyone knew about that happening. Everyone knew when Bin Laden got killed... Maybe we didn't know, like, all the specific details of, like, the people involved and all that. I feel like with Argo, because it was classified until 97, it's possible that maybe, you know, people were not as familiar with what happened, and mm-hmm. that's why it won over I, Well, yeah, it was like, when you compare the two, Argo's a little bit more of an interesting story. I mean, like, we, we made a fake movie to get yeah. people out. To get hostages out of a situation, as opposed to, hey, we're gonna go find Osama bin Laden, which feel, sounds more interesting. I feel to like you, actually. we could also argue the whole topical versus mm-hmm. historical thing with American Sniper being nominated but not winning because That's it's true. too, too tough. It'll be interesting to look at that as we go through and look at things that are topical and like very recent versus. I got, yeah, it was like, well, I, I have mean, a little. This, I actually have a little bit of issue with American Sniper. Because, I don't want to touch the American Sniper issue with a ten foot pole. No, it's just that your like, personal like, issue with it. No, no, not not, the not personal. Issue with it. No, not personal. It's just like I've actually used to work with a couple of guys who actually used to be in the military and actually knew. Uh, the guy who was actually oh. the sniper. And, the, and he said, just like, it, they read the book and it's just like, a lot of this stuff isn't completely accurate. I mean, like, most of it is true, but there's like, there's some facts that were, uh, you can tell were obviously skewed for, I don't know, for movie purposes or book purposes, but like, some of the facts were a little strange. 
Um, which, you know, kind of plays into the little historical type of thing. It's just like how much of it was just played up for the movie or how much of it was actually yeah. actually true. I get that. Like, um, like the situation at the end of the film where they're leaving the runway. The only thing that actually didn't really happen in that was movie. Was getting chased out by would, the cop cars, yeah. Yeah, that was the only thing. <sighs> yeah, I feel like... Because they just did it for, like, a dramatic... That is like, ooh, the tension and dramatic effects. If, if we're going to keep... If we're going to talk about what maybe should have won versus what, what did win, in reality, of these movies... And we own a couple of them. Mm-hmm. We own Silver Lightning's Playbook, and we own Django. And we've watched Argo a couple of times. We don't have it, but we've watched it. Mm-hmm. I need to preface this by saying, Colin and I have a pretty big movie library mm-hmm. we have a big movie library both physical copies and digital copies so that's why i will bring this up a lot because we have a lot of movies and in we our can house. compare them to a lot of yeah. other movies that because we own seen. a bunch of them best picture nominee or not so we own a lot of movies best picture winners or not so we watch you know some of these that are on the list of nominees quite a bit and we've watched django and it's almost three hour long Glory. Like a handful of times. A handful of times. Silver Lane's playbook, I've watched like once or twice. I get on kicks where I want to watch David O. Russell it. films. I've seen it like, I've seen it once. You've seen it once. But it was, I bought it before we lived together. So I watched That's true. it before That's we were true. living together. Um, I, personally, I kind of wish Django had won because and I felt like it was more inventive and interesting. And, and I have... Great. It was. It was in. Let, let me put it that way. It was, like, it was a really interesting take on a revenge western yes. film that also dealt with a different type of subject matter than you would. It was weird. It was like taking two different subject matters and putting them into one movie. It was also. It's. It's also one of those movies where I watch something like Twelve Years a Slave, get bummed out, and then I watch Django yes. Unchained, and then I feel a lot better. Which we were gonna do, and then we ended up. What did we watch? We watched something absolutely terrible. Kind of. Oh, I watched Batman Forever. That's right. <laughs> Which I am convinced. <coughs> Sorry. I am convinced Allergies. that. Um, shoot. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. We watched Val Kilmer. We were on a Western kick for a while. No, we just watched Tombstone. Or just a lot of Kurt Russell movies, which I feel is in the same thing. It was Kurt Russell, and we caught the end of Tombstone when we were getting ready to watch something else, and it's like, why have we never seen this movie? So we rented it last week. Which is also my my argument that, like, Kurt Russell only has two voices. His normal voice and his very angry Western voice, southern we were voice. Also talking about the fact that I think Bill Kilmer's just a weird actor. He's like a method actor or something. <laughs> like he weirdo. just does crazy. But I'll be your Huckleberry. Um, no, I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. Um. Anyway, what were we talking about? Uh, Django Unchained. Django. <laughs> Random time. Yeah, I feel like Django Unchained actually. Should have won, especially yeah, in hindsight. Especially Leonardo DiCaprio. At least, oh my! At least my. that's the movie that he should have won. Yes, because the Revenant. Because his performance in that was unbelievable. Let's 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 go back and look at the three. I'm we're gonna go on the Leo tangent. Okay, let's go back and look at the Leo tangent. Okay, so Revenant is what he won for. Mm-hmm. Year before that, he was nominated for Wolf of Wall Street. 
Did he really need to win for that one? Eh, not so much. The year before that, before Wolf Wall Street, was Django. Mm-hmm. He should have won for Django. I'm doing the hand punching thing. That's how. Yeah. No. He the- shouldn't have won for the Revenant. And I've had, and I think Thomas and and I had this discussion mm-hmm. on the Facebook comment thread that he won the Oscar for the Revenant because. He had been subbed was, so many it times. Was it was time. It was time. But that's not the movie he should have won that's it for. That's not the movie he should have won it for. Because honestly, I watched that movie and I felt like I he was really just, liked The Revenant. I almost felt like he was cashing it in a little he bit. He was. Yeah. Let's especially, look, let's, especially there's this scene in Django Unchained where he does his whole monologue thing to the point where he actually injures his hand. He sma- when he smashes the glass, he smashes it on his hand in his hand. And then actually wipes his real blood on Kerry Washington's face, which he shouldn't have done. That was rude. But but that part I don't know kept, if it's actually true. I know he actually did hurt his he hand. He kept going, yeah. though, is the fact that it was like it was impressive enough that he kept going. And I think when the scene was done, he got a standing ovation from the crew. Oh, my God. He wasn't even nominated that year for He Django. wasn't nominated? Hold on. Hold on. Was that Best Supporting, maybe? It was Best Support. I think it was Best Supporting. I'm pretty sure he was nominated. <laughs> He had to be. No, he wasn't. He wasn't nominated. He wasn't nominated. All right. Because Christoph Waltz was going on that argument. Going on that argument that Christoph Waltz shouldn't have been nominated and Leonardo DiCaprio. Bradley, it was Bradley Cooper, Dan Day Lewis, Hugh Jackman, Joaquin Phoenix for The Master, and Denzel for Flight. Okay. And Dan okay. Day Lewis won for Lincoln. That makes sense. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so. now I'm even more angry because I swore he got. No, I think that was the whole thing. Is like he wasn't even nominated, and that's like and in the his last several years, one of his and, best roles. And his performance was better than anything he's done on that movie. He also plays a villain, which I also yeah. He doesn't found. do very. Often. He doesn't do many villains. Um, which also brings up the discussion of. Since we're talking about people getting snubbed, Ben Affleck was yeah. snubbed for director of so this movie, but he directors. won best. But he won best picture for this. He did. And I am almost wondering if this movie won because he got snubbed. Did he win a Golden Globe for best director, and then he got snubbed at the Oscars? Yes. Is that what the whole yes, ordeal was? That was the okay. whole thing. No, because he wasn't even. Yeah, he wasn't even nominated as a director. Why are you? I looked up Best Director nominees 2013, and it's giving me the Best Actress nominees. That's, no, that's not a thing. So. Looking up stuff. I am, but it keeps giving me. Like, Jessica Chastain didn't direct that movie. No. I'll edit that out. Yeah, put. I'll edit that out. Okay, hold on. Oh, this was the year Anne Hathaway won her Oscar. Yes. A little bit of history for everybody. I hate Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. Really, really don't like Anne Hathaway. No. Okay. I don't think a lot of people don't like Anne Hathaway. It was... Amour was nominated. Beast of the Southern Wild was nominated. Life of Pi, Lincoln, and Silver Linings Playbook. And Ang Lee won it for Life of Pi. Mm-hmm. Which... Having not seen it, I can't have an opinion. Which, no. Now thinking back on it, yes, he should have actually won. Uh, Ang Lee deserved, de- de- 
to win because it's like if you look at the cinematography and how beautifully shot that whole movie is, it is it is good. So oh man, so yeah, Brave won over Wreck It Ralph that year. Yeah, that that was also Brave is like one of the worst movies also, ever made. Yeah, that <laughs> I also disagreed with, but yeah, there's kind of a giant disagreement here. Pretty much a little bit, but. So, above all that, do we think this movie deserved Best Picture? From an objective standpoint, yes. Because it's, it's written well, it's acted well, it's directed well. It's a historical film about maybe a thing that happened that we didn't know a lot about because it had been classified and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, yes. Objectively, yeah, I get it. Personal preference, no. I think okay. Django should have won. Okay. Or maybe even Zero Dark Thirty, and I haven't even seen it. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say this. Okay. Um, and seeing as how we're... I, I guess we're kind of talking about a movie that, that came bef- that's further down the list. But... And we can go into more discussion out of that. It's like, I think... I don't think Zero Dark Thirty should have gotten the Oxer. I don't believe that. But I do believe this... And I am saying that never but seen this it. film, But that film, I think, is better than Hurt Locker, which won. Okay. So... But I haven't seen that yet, so... So it was like, if you're trying to compare the two, I guess it's like... I don't know if... Looking at, from those two movies, I don't think Hurt Locker should have actually won Best Picture okay. for that. But I don't believe Hurt that. Hurt Locker did but, win Best Picture, right? We're but not it doing did. that thing. No, it we, did. Okay. Hurt Locker, well, no. Won and then it did No, Hurt Locker was one of those situations where Avatar and Hurt Locker were nominated and Hurt Locker ended up winning. What it was year the was lowest. That? 2009? Yeah. Um, because it was, it was actually kind of funny because it was the lowest marketed film beat out the highest marketed film. No, Slumdog was 09. Must be 2010. I think it is 2010. Because it came out in, came out in 09. 2010 Oscars. Yeah, it was Avatar Up, Precious, based on the novel, Pushed by Sapphire, The Blind Side, District 9, Up in the Air, A Serious Man, and Education, and Glorious Bastards, and Hurt Locker. Yeah. So I guess Christian Falls had two years in between. I, I always think Glorious no, Bastards came out no. earlier than, or later so, than So, that's my point. So That's my feelings on it. Like, so, Argo's a good movie. I'm not like, why did this piece of crap is win? Is it great, or do we say, Argo, fuck yourself? No, we don't this. say, that's the best line in the whole movie, Argo, fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, there's your, there's your explicit tag. Um, you said yeah. shit before. Oh, so I did. It's okay, fine. fair enough. <laughs> um, I don't think it's. I just have a bias towards Tarantino films, so I'm gonna be like that. But I don't think it's you know this yeah. got, everything else got robbed. There's no way this should have won. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. No, I think it was. No, it, it was worthy. It's worthy, it's worthy of it. Do I think it's memorable enough that it should be the best picture? I'm mm, not sure. I'm not sure either. I'm on the fence. Time will tell. So. Another couple of years will tell. <laughs> so, yeah. That's your answer in a yeah, nutshell, time, I guess. Uh, maybe. It's, it's, yeah. 
I, I feel like I'm just being biased because I, I guess, really like Django and no, I've watched it like a handful of and times. That's the thing. And it's like, I guess it's like the more I think about it, the less I, I honestly, I kind of forgot this movie. Part of me feels like maybe Ben Affleck should have won for Best Director for this, but it maybe shouldn't have won Best Picture. I totally agree. Okay. But that, again, that's like the whole situation. It's like, but it's not like he, I hate it. Did and, he yeah. win? Best Picture because he got snubbed for Best Director yeah. and they kind of just like oh shit we kind of screwed up, but my BFF Joe. So, anyway, what is our next movie that we are on the list? I'm super excited about it. Let me oh, tell you. Boy. Well, let's talk briefly about the next movie we have is The Artist. Okay. Which I saw in theaters. Okay. I was forced to see it in theaters by okay. friends of ours. You were not with me when we saw no. it. Um, I may have changed. Let me say, this will be a fun like cliffhanger slash preview for next week. If you listen to the AFI, you know that I did a complete 180 on my feelings about silent and black and white era films. This is true. I saw the artist before I had that 180, ah. and I hated it. Okay. And the fact that it won the Oscar made me so angry okay that i'm really interested to watch it again okay with a different more mature less uh reactionary point of view because yeah like I okay i've seen the, the movie well you know we'll leave that for the next episode we'll leave that discussion point for the next episode so what well, calvin came up with a tagline i came up with a tagline guys say it. so Without further ado, he has to look at his notepad. He doesn't remember what he keeping wrote Keeping it, keeping it real with Oscar. Keeping it real with Oscar, and we'll see you next time. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Our go. Wait, 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 wait. What? What year did we just do? We did. No, 2013. Sorry, I was looking at the year before. Yep. I'm just double checking. Yep. Yes, the artist is next. Okay. So we'll see you okay. next time. See you next time. Or go fuck yourself. Or fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Goodbye. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. I like the ending. <laughs>